Um, also, I'm going to hit record in three, two, one, go, Tucker, go. Welcome to the uh, to the untitled podcast project that you're now podcasting. You know the one. Directly to your living room. And, or family room. Or family room. Those are the three rooms in a house. But who says you have to listen to this inside? I do. This is half of half of this is my podcast. You can listen to Tucker's audio, um, uh, it, it, anywhere. But my audio, it's got to be in a house. All right. Uh, so we're gonna be um, breaking down the fourth greatest animated series of all time, Dragon Ball, which. I've never actually seen. I watched Dragon Ball Z as a child. Uh, I guess I probably watched a couple episodes of Dragon Ball Z as a child, but I'm too I'm too young to I was too young to remember it. But we're both brand spanking new to Dragon Ball, so it makes complete sense that we're going to start there. So I mean, that was the first one, right? You got to start with the first one. We're not yeah, just yeah. gonna. Because when you think about it, episode one of Dragon Ball Z is really just. Episode 100 and something of Dragon Ball. There are over 100 episodes of Dragon Ball. There's like 150. And then there's like 300 episodes of Dragon Ball Z. Jesus Christ. That's uh, not counting Dragon Ball Z Kai, which is the edited episodes that cut out all the filler. Oh, there was there was a lot of filler just in this one. <laughs> oh my goodness. I know. Then there is Dragon Ball GT, which was... Uh, created separately from the original manga it's its own thing the creator of dragon ball hates it so much that he's decided it's non-canon completely so when they started dragon ball z super they cut out gt completely and just pretended Amazing. it didn't happen well, so we'll get- when we get to that i'm looking forward to that so much is that uh, that's it's about 15 really- years or so oh yeah i mean if we we do one a week. We'll we'll be there in six, seven years. Yeah. We get. We'll even put out a special holiday episode, a bonus every year. There's. I mean, there's so many movies. We can do all the movies. I forgot there were movies. Oh no. <laughs> I know. I'm. I'm. I'm hesitant to uh to go on this trip with you because here here's the thing about Dragon Ball Z. There are two. Equal and opposite truths about Dragon Ball Z. One, it's a terrible show and deserves to make to be made fun of. And two, it's fucking fantastic. I have to be honest. Both of those are <laughs> the first. Uh, just watching this first episode of Dragon Ball, I'm mostly on the first first truth of that. <laughs> yep. Uh, if anyone wants to follow along. Uh, Dragon Ball is currently on Hulu, um, but you can only watch it with subtitles. You can't, you can't, there's no dub. Or you can watch the dub free on the internet somewhere. You can find it. Yeah, yeah, but I watched the sub. You you can find it. I'll I'll probably alternate between the sub and the dub just to get a taste of the different voices. Or you could do the sub and I could do the dub and we just go in with kind of different experiences and break down... Because I'm sure your experience was a. I mean, mine was weird as shit. But I'm it sure it was so yours, weird. I I mean, weird. I also wonder if like 
the original has some parts that the like American version didn't have. Uh, well, did you have the child penis in yours? Because mine I had the child penis. Definitely had the child penis. Like what? Okay. <laughs> can we start off by talk? I mean, I don't want to talk about it, but can we talk about that? Why? <laughs> You need to talk about the child penis. And this is the fourth time we've said that now. And I feel like the FBI has already flagged this. God, it's like, it's so, cause, okay, can we, okay, let's just start at the beginning because literally there's over two minutes of theme song. And which that's about, a, that's about 10% of the episode is theme song. <laughs> right. There's 10 minutes. There's like two minutes at the beginning. And then there's like another minute and a half of, ending at credits at the end but it's not credits really it's it's just another song uh and, and it goes on for too well, I mean, long that's, and that's how like, anime works I'm sure, I'm sure you have at least enough anime experience to know that's how it works oh you know that's you know i'm a big works. anime fan i i watched all uh i watched all of sword art online so you know so that's it my, it's all of anime my, my sole anime experience other than like Dragon Ball Z and Pokemon and Digimon as a child was uh, the first season of Attack on Titan when yep. everybody watched that. Yep. Um, and Death Note, and that's about it. Yeah, no, that's that's the same. <laughs> uh, but it, it start, it's like a fun little fantasy world. It kind of reminds me a little bit of Smurfs. Uh, it kind of reminds me. Like, he fights a saber-toothed tiger. Uh, and a pteranodon. And a product, and then but then there's a car, and there's also car- it's it's super advanced technology. It's like a sci-fi, a fantasy mixture. Yeah, because she like throws down a, a weird capsule thing, and then a motorcycle appears. And I'm, mm. I, and I don't even know why she wants the Dragon Balls that bad. Because it seems like life because she needs to wish for a boyfriend, Cole, a cute boyfriend. <laughs> mm-hmm. But maybe the real boyfriend is going to be the friends she makes along the way. Like Goku. But also, how sexualized did they make that? Those interactions. Prepubescent. You're They're so very, right. He's like, how old? How old is Goku? I don't know. Anywhere between like five and ten. Yeah, but he's like... I mean, it, if if in a show, in a kid's show, it shows... Like in the first episode, it shows a girl's underwear twice, two different times. I think that's a little unnecessary, and a little and the the boy penis. Like this is too much. It it it's definitely a little problematic from our 2020 standards. But you got to remember, this is literally 35 years old at this point. Yeah, but this was so a decade old. older than I am. God, like I mean, I think about things that were like you know, shown in Looney Tunes. But, like, this is... More no penises, th- though. No, yeah. Like, they, they censored a lot of, like, I don't know, gun stuff. There was a gun in this, too. There was a gun way. in this one. She shoots him. He throws her car, she and then she's like, like, oh. Six or seven times. Yeah, and she's like, oh, better take revenge. I'm going to shoot this little kid. Boom, boom, boom. Not knowing he was resistant to bullets, by the way, she was planning on murdering this child. No, for for a wreck in her car. This this is road rage to the extreme. I'm not. I don't know what her this show is teaching our children. He wrecked her car, and she's got twenty more in a lunchbox. <laughs> also, 
I, I love how quickly she was able to find, like, three Dragon Balls. Like, they're apparently mm-hmm. not that hard to find, and also no one else is really looking. I mean, there's there was that shot of the obvious bad guys who were looking. Um, you mean Emperor Pilaf, who is the most intimidating villain since Kaiser Jambalaya? <laughs> like, like, she's just like, she just has two, and this kid just has one. It, it doesn't, mm-hmm. they don't seem that hard to find. Oh my god, I forgot that, like, or I guess maybe I just never realized that the whole plot of this show revolves around finding the Dragon Balls. Where in Dragon Ball Z, every like four or five episodes, a main character dies. So they're like, let's just get the Dragon Balls together real quick and bring them back to life. And it's just not even a, a major plot point. They do it off screen because it's just like, we just do this so often, it doesn't even matter. I mean, we've already seen four of the seven Dragon Balls. Mm-hmm. This is just a minor nitpick, but w- they were like the seven when all seven Dragon Balls are assembled, and then it showed like a a picture of like all seven Dragon Balls, but it was like from a weird angle, like they didn't form like an, a pleasing shape. I expected them to like form a star or something, but no, it was just like this random jumble of them. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So, can we talk? We got to go back to the beginning because we need to talk about the. 14-foot-long serrated cleaver he was just casually slinging over his shoulder while balancing on a spinning slice of log. Yeah, and then he doesn't have that? Again? If you have a 14-foot-long, like, monster sword, does it need to be serrated at that point? I feel like that makes it less effective. Well, I Especially can, when it's like it three hook, serrations on it. It can hook onto things while you already decapitated it. Yeah, I just feel like that would you know, slow down the decapitation process significantly. Also, I don't feel like it's safe to be carrying that weapon while uh, balancing on a rolling log. I feel like that's asking for a self-decapitation. But that's just me. Goku does not seem like a safe individual. Like, I wouldn't fish by putting my tail in the water. No. Okay, can we talk about the fact that he got straight up naked so he could go fishing with his tail? Yeah. Like, I mean, he he fell in the water, but maybe he's just waiting for it to dry, but I don't know. I think they just really wanted to show. Oh, he had to prepare for the waterfall. Oh, you're right. Also, I don't know if you. Oh, I don't know if it had this line in the in the sub, but in the dub, right before he like is bent over the water to pee, he goes, "Here comes the waterfall," and says I, it in the most disturbing, like, kind no. of sexualized-year-old kind of way. It was disgusting. No, ruined my whole did not have that. I don't remember what he said, but it wasn't that. God. Uh, can we talk about how, like, he, like, completely destroys this giant fish thing, and, uh, and he, like, throws a car, but then this, like, saber-toothed tiger that, like, honestly isn't even that big, he's scared of? I wouldn't say he was scared of it. I would say he was getting a good, uh, getting a good chase in. That's but fair. the important thing is, before he even fought the tiger... We had our first ever Dragon Ball 40-second shot of just poses and grunts. 
Oh, right. That was our first of probably that was going to be the last one, I would assume. I, I, I'd hope so. I don't know if I can make him through, make it through. Also, I mean, I don't know about the American version, but his voice like sounds like a four-year-old. In the, in well, the his voice in his voice in the American version sounds like uh, the best. W- You've seen Terminator Two, right? Of course, I have. He sounds like young John Connor from Terminator Two. Oh well, that is my favorite voice of all time. Right, Edward Furlong, I believe, was the actor, and that's actually a pretty good comparison because, like John Connor. Goku is going to grow up to be the savior of humanity multiple times over, but as a kid, he fucking sucks. He, this whole show, oh, okay, okay, can we, can we cut to, uh, to Bulma's entrance, which one, I, it's hilarious that her name is just on her shirt. Mm-hmm. Well, it's um, a jersey. Oh, it's a jersey, sorry. <laughs> well, However, it's on the front of her shirt. Her name goes on the back of the jersey. Right. But also, my favorite, one of my favorite parts was he goes, well, you're, you're soft and weak. And she says, I'm a girl. <laughs> uh, that's not what they say in American. It's, you're, you're scrawny and delicate or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> also, I love how she just, like, whispers, like, to herself. I know that's just, like, a trait of anime and, like, kids mm-hmm. shows in general, but it's... It, the thing she I don't even remember what she said but it was so she's like oh does he <laughs> so lame with a tail accessory <laughs> I definitely didn't get that definitely sounds more like a Japanese translation than like <laughs> <laughs> just a <laughs> so lame with a tail accessory that's fantastic um, I, I gotta wonder Cole if Vegeta had been there when he threw the car. What do you think the scouter would have said about his power level then? Oh, at least ten. Oh, it's got. I mean, it's got to be at least ten. Yeah, it got to be at least ten. Also, mm-hmm. again with this power dynamic, like this weird dragon pterodactyl thing. Actually, we were shown a a purple pterodactyl in the beginning, but then this is like a giant dragon pterodactyl kind of thing that. Ab, ab, not abdicates, abducts Bulma at the end. But he, like, he gets tied up. Goku does. Just kind of lets it happen. Just kind of lets that happen. And he's just like, stands there and gets- wreck this thing. But he, he's just like, okay. He just threw a car, but he just like stands there and he's just like, okay, this is fine. I, I, I guess I don't want to, I don't want to cut off, like, you know, cut to different parts too much. So I, let's go back to when, when they enter the house. Um, because this is probably the most disturbing part of the entire episode. Um, is when she's like, oh, I know what you like. Do you want to touch my butt? To this five-year-old. Uh, I, I, I didn't get that. That was not in the American version, which... What? I think that, was a, that was a good call by the American censors there. No, no. Like, she's like... Can't you just help me um, get the Dragon Balls? Uh, I know what you like. And then she pulls up her skirt again. Oh, no. In in the American version, uh, she just goes, I'll go to your house, but don't. you can't do anything improper. And he's like, improper? What are you talking about? Uh, the, the, the sub said funny business. 
And this is... <laughs> you gotta keep I, in mind, this immediately after it showed her underwear and exposed his full cock and balls. And... <laughs> It's it's becoming more and more clear to me why this show is so popular with forty year old guys who wear dusters. The, the the worst, like okay, the only redeeming part of that scene that I'm talking about that apparently wasn't in an American scene uh, was she goes, "Don't d- wouldn't you like this?" And he says, "I don't want to touch your dirty butt." <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so sad that that got cut out. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. This show is popular with gross dudes who shop at the manga section at Barnes and Noble for a reason. It those guys are always the worst because sometimes they'll just start talking to you, and 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 you don't know how to get out. My my wife, who I consider semi attractive, works at a Barnes and Noble that has a manga section. And who do who do you think they come to with questions? You. It's me. It's always me. That poor lady. I keep telling her, "Quit your job. You don't have to go through that." <laughs> this this whole episode made me so upset, but also I laughed a lot because it was it's a lot really ridiculous. I mean, the first like three minutes are just Goku just walking around. With a giant serrated cleaver sword and then doing some poses and grunts. <laughs> <laughs> I think the I think my favorite part of the entire episode was towards the end when uh, when there's a monkey on a tree and it and it sees the motorcycle driving and then it's like so shocked and it like drop drops its like apple or whatever. And I'm like, this is like a pain this is like a well established road. Like you can tell this is a road. There have to be there has to have been motorcycles and cars on this before. What are you mm-hmm. doing, monkey? You know what we haven't really talked about yet? What, what haven't we talked about? We haven't talked about the frightful Emperor Pilaf yet. <laughs> oh, I, and I feel like I, as our first recurring antagonist on this show, he's no Vegeta. He's no Vegeta. He's no Piccolo. <laughs> He seems. Is he also a child? He seems like a child. I think he's just a very small, cranky man. Small, cranky also, blue man. Yes, he's basically a, he's he's angry Smurf. Basically, <laughs> is it Grumpy Smurf or Angry Smurf? Oh, dopey. Dopey. He's Dopey I, Smurf. I, I have Can to. Can we say, talk about the fact that he's the emperor of? A kingdom that appears to consist solely of a dimly lit throne room and two lackeys. I, but they seem happy. I mean, only one of them talked. Mm-hmm. They seem the other one is rule. Yeah, what's he the emperor of? I don't think that I don't ever. I don't know the girl. The girl looked like she could, you know, honestly, like stomp him into the ground. But she seems fine with all this. And then uh, there's also a cat person. <laughs> All right, I forgot about Scarf, the cat. Snarf Lionel. See, honestly, it was it was the cat person that made me think. Oh, this is like Smurfs. This is Smurfs. Yes, because the bad guy in Smurfs also had a cat. <laughs> I, 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 what was the cat's name? 
for 3,000 bonus points. The name Gargamel is the bad guy, right? Yes. What was the name of Gargamel's cat? I don't know the answer. So I, I, it was big boy. You're so right. <laughs> big boy. I, I, the setting of this whole world is so strange to me. Cause it's so, so? It's, it's so like fantasy setting, but also so like sci-fi and it's like so weird. I don't know. I know this is like a very common anime thing, especially with kids shows. But Cole, I need you to keep in mind, and we won't really get to this till Dragon Ball Z, I assume. I, I've never watched Dragon Ball, as I've said, so I don't know this for a fact that we have to wait that long. But several other planets will come into the mix. We also have to wait for Goku to grow up. Yeah. Yeah. Of and he becomes, his annoying level goes from a 10 to a solid 9.7 when he grows up. So it's much better. I honestly, I, I feel like we should we should probably cut this off soon because I, the, the episodes of this podcast shouldn't be long shouldn't be that much longer than the episodes of the show. You're probably um, right. I would say that we should do what we did with our with our other podcast, which is which would be to cast the cast the show for a live action movie. But they already did that. They did, and it was one of the greatest movies of all time, and I don't want to, like, that cast is so permanently cemented in the minds of its fans that I don't want to, you know, step on any toes. Oh, Justin Chatwin and Emmy Rossum. Like, what are you going to do other than that? Mm-hmm. So, I, real quick, I want to talk about what the roadway safety assessment for these capsule cars is like. Because I feel like it's got to be the kind of thing where, like, you walk into the plaza tire and you slip the attendant an extra 20 and you're like, go ahead and pass me on the inspection because this was in a pill bottle 10 minutes ago and it's not going to pass anything. Oh no. If you can throw them, you can go them. (laughs) You can throw coup. Get yourself a capsule today. Uh Uh-huh. Um, I, I don't know if this was a line that was different for you either, but um, Charles Manson, Cole, what? once said, Charles Manson, you're familiar, yeah. once said, I've killed no one. I've ordered no one to be killed. These children who come to you with their knives, they are your children. I didn't teach them, you did. That was the most disturbing sentence ever uttered, I would say. But a very close second would be what the pterodactyl says to Bulma as he's kidnapping her, which is, stop being a downer, baby. I'm in the mood for a happy meal. That's not... That, I don't think that was in the Japanese version. It was very upsetting because, again, she is a prepubescent. And he didn't just, say it in like an angry voice. It was like a seductive, I'm about to kidnap you and eat you. And also you're like... 11. He sa- I mean, he said something like, I'm ready to eat some human meat. That's much better. That's fair, much, much right? Better. Like, that's what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. I, maybe I closed my eyes during that part because I, I was scared. Um, that's, that's acceptable. Yeah. But then Goku ends up killing this monster by 
using his pull in much the same way that Michael Jordan used his arm in the uh, championship game against the Monstars and just extending it as far as possible. This maybe five foot long pole that he just had decides is going to be 700 feet. It's the power of imagination. I, again, I don't even understand why they need the dragon balls because they grant a wish and Bulma needs a boyfriend. Bulma needs a boyfriend. Ironically enough, she's going to meet Yamcha in episode five and they're going to get married. Mm. But that's a spoiler. <laughs> All in right. case anyone is listening while they watch Dragon Ball for the first time and they're so hung up on finding out what happens to this wonderful cast of characters. I, I mean, I'm, I'm very scared. I, it can't get worse, right? Oh. Oh, you said that out loud on purpose. Oh, no. Why did you do that? I don't know. <laughs> okay, should we sign off? Well, before we do, I need to discuss some trivia that I found online. Go ahead. This episode. Bulma wears number 97 on her jersey. This is the same number worn by NHL legendary center Jeremy Roenick. Roenick was drafted by the Chicago Blackhawks in 1988, scored 1,216 points in his illustrious 18-year career, which also included brief stints with the Phoenix Coyotes, the Philadelphia Flyers, the Los Angeles Kings, and the San Jose Sharks. His career highlights include nine times as an All-Star and being only the third American-born NHL player to score 500 goals in his career, which made his induction to the Hall of Fame in 2009 a surprise to nobody. I thought this was going to connect back. I thought it was going to be like a circle of facts. It, it wasn't. It was just a, it was a one-way street. Mm. Um, here's goal. a fun fact. I was, this episode disturbed me. So, it's time to name our Goku of the week. Okay. Which character best exemplified the spirit of Goku this week? And for me, it was hands down Emperor Pilaf. Because he spent the episode taking all the necessary steps to ensure that his dream of world domination come true no matter what. He exemplified Goku's courage, perseverance and determination, making him our Goku of the week. I'll say my, I'll say, I, you can you can have that as the Goku of the week. I'll say my close second is that monkey, because who has the tail? That monkey. Who also has a tail? Goku. That's true. All right. I know you want to sign off real quick. I need to, I want to read our first fan letter. Okay. It's really important that we squeeze our fan mail in. Dear Tucker, I love listening to your podcast. I have listened to every episode at least five times. Sometimes I like to play them while I go for my daily morning run. Other times I just enjoy listening to your sultry, smooth voice while I doze off. Um, Better mute my audio while they're on the run. Relaxing sleep. You are funny. You are brave. You are a pinnacle of non-toxic masculinity. Say the word and I will leave my fiance, Colin Jost, for you. He's not anywhere near as adorable or funny as you. One piece of advice. Your show would be so much better without the annoying co-host. Drop him and you could talk twice as much. I love you. That's from Scarlett J in New York. Thank you, Scarlett. 
was a nice letter. Um, but you better not be playing the audio that has me in it while you're on your run. Maybe that's why. Uh, <laughs> maybe that's why you don't like me because you're you're playing a podcast wrong. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, okay. This Colin Jost guy sounds like a tool. He does, like a wrench. <laughs> that's that's all I got for you. Okay, let's sign off. Okay, um, g- um, g- um, g- don't be a. a d- d- take in. your driver test. Okay, bye. All right, that was a 